0: Williams and with me
1: is. Uh, I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. When I'm not doing this podcast and spreading the word of Ed Wood, I am a trans woman whose name is May Lynn. However, uh, let's, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about my faith. Uh, I'm going through body dysmorphia right now. I've spent the last year as a woman, and I've been very happy about that. It, there were some bumps in the road, some difficulties, but I, I I, am 100% a woman, and I've been happy with that. But when I was a man, I was uh, shaving my face maybe six times a year. Yeah. Now, I'm shaving my face every day or every other day, and my face is pissed off about it. And it gets to the fact where, like, I'll shave my face at 10 a.m., and by 10 p.m., stubble's coming out. Like, my face is pissed off that suddenly I'm shaving so much. And my, my family said to me repeatedly that if you really want your facial hair to be gone and to be gone for a long time, what you need to do... Is grow it out. So, and then they can wax it. So tonight I will be getting my face waxed. Apparently it's going to hurt. So I'm excited about that. Anyway, I've got... It's facial. it's going to
0: hurt a lot from what I understand.
1: Yeah, so I have facial hair for the first time in, uh, well, let's just say March. Uh, not happy about it, but it is what it is. Anyway... So, I, usually I am a beautiful woman in... Okay, well, I've got time right now. It's like 90... I've got two hours and seven minutes on this battery right now. So, like, I'm good right now. But, again, we're stopping every 45 minutes because of Zoom. Or 40 minutes or whatever. So, eventually I'll be plugging this in. Uh, so, I... It, I'm very upset. I've got body dysmorphic uh, time. Mm. Body dys. Body dys. I've got body mumbo number five. Yes. I got body dysnodes, so I'm not happy about the way that I look. So podcasting makes this wonderful. Uh this is episode four hundred and thirty-one of the podcast, and Bonnie, Before we we uh, I know we're not discussing this week's film just yet, but, um, you know how bad your movie has to be that the audience is rooting for the coronavirus?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Fuck! That's a bad movie! I and rooting and, for the coronavirus!
0: And we really can't talk about it much now because there's not enough, uh, not a lot to talk about with this movie. So we have me? to save so every bit of it.
1: Yeah, we really do have to save every bit of it. It's a film with about 20 minutes of plot and about an hour of uh, crying. Where are you going? I was preparing for the podcast. Was it like five minutes ago? No, it was while minutes back. Oh, well then, no. I was preparing for the podcast. Okay, well what? Where are you guys going?
2: Okay. Sorry? I
3: Well, I
2: just Well, I was preparing
1: for the podcast. Okay.
2: Breaking news, I
1: don't read the family text. This is the most important <laughs> story that is out there right now. Okay. So, Bunny, it's now June, and that means it's Pride Month. A whole month of celebration for LGBTQIA individuals, of which I am one. I am pansexual, and I am a trans woman. And holy shit, it is a big deal that I can say those two things out loud. Uh, I tried coming out to my parents in the late 90s because everyone was coming out. I kind of feel socially pressured. To come out. It was the nineties and the general belief was just, hey, if you're gay, you're gonna have to come out to everyone. And yeah. so I I I tried coming out to my parents as bi, which I was at the time. It was the late 90s and there was crying and screaming and drinking and more drinking and a little bit of cussing. Plus, uh let's really get into it. I came out because I had just gotten physical with my boyfriend at the time. Uh and and uh, who, and who my boyfriend at the time who decided out of the blue that, oh, you know what? Never mind. I know I just did it with you, but I'm 100% straight, and I'm going to ghost you for years. And it pisses me off, too, because if you talk to my uh, ex-boyfriend, I'm pretty sure he would say that he never dated me. Okay. Because that's how straight he is. Anyway, coming out was so painful. Plus, my first uh, gay relationship ended so bitterly that it shoved me into a closet for a very long time. And it became my mindset that, hey, my sexuality, my gender, uh, it's no one's business but my own and whoever I am currently in a relationship with at the time. And that's how I felt through my 20s and 30s. I was in a closet. And now I'm out, and I'm purposefully trying to be out and be proud about it, and to share my pansexuality and my trans femininity and my 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 uh road to transitioning because uh I I, I can help people. A lot of people can't come out, and they're afraid to come out, and for various reasons. And one thing that I've learned from coming out myself, is that a lot of people have messaged me about like, oh, I'm living vicariously through your uh, coming out story, or I tried coming out, but it didn't work, and now, you know, my wife left me, and now I'm back with my wife, and so I'm back in the closet, or hey, you know, I I can't come out right now, but I, I really appreciate it. I hear from a lot of people who are telling me their stories, and, and, are, and so it's, it can be difficult being out as a trans person. Incredibly difficult right now because Republicans don't have a caravan of illegals to blame everything on, so they're they're blaming everything on uh, trans people. And uh, and now shootings are the result of smoking marijuana. Yeah.
3: Never
1: thought that in 2022 reefer madness would be coming back.
0: Yes. But, That's how far they're reaching.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're pretty uh, freaking desperate. So I'm trying really hard to be really out about everything, and it's uh, quite difficult. But um, I didn't get a single text. You can see this. See, that's the last text I got in the group text was this. Mom's talking about Oh, uh, you don't read the group text? There is no group text for me!
2: Fucking thank you! Okay! Can you text mom that? Okay! Fuck! Vindication!
1: Okay, sorry, I got a little bit, uh, <laughs> sidetracked. But yeah, I'm trying to be out and about, and it's it, it, to be out in, as a pansexual trans woman in it can be very difficult, but the more I do it, the more I, I, I hear from people that I'm helping them. And so yeah, here I am and, and I'm in my Well, house. but
0: but are you happy? Or you know, I I'm mean helping happy. people is nice, you know, but if you're doing things to help other people and you are not helping yourself, it's kind of a fraud.
1: Yeah, uh, so, you know, I am super happy. I'm just pissed off right now because, like, I haven't gone to a movie this week, and the reason is because I go to a movie as a woman, and now here I am growing my facial hair, and just, i it's called body dysmorphia. I've loved, I've been taking a million selfies, and I've, I've been so proud of the way I look, and I keep a mirror here in my in my area, so I can look at myself because I see myself as a woman and 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 it just feels right, and I'm really happy. I'm just miserable right now because of the facial hair and I'm growing it out so I can get waxed tonight. Hopefully, my wife gets uh, <coughs> hopefully hopefully it won't hurt that much, but anyway, I wanted to mention i I'm really happy, not only that I'm helping people out, but that I'm finally I finally look the way that I have felt. And also, in two weeks, I will be talking to my doctor, uh, and we will be starting the process of trying to get me on hormones.
2: Okay, cool. So
1: there you go. Um, it Apparently, it takes a while, because it's not just talk to your doctor and say, hey, doctor, I want to get on hormones so I can be a woman. And they go, okay, here you go. It's a process. And and you, you've got to a wait, and you've got to talk to a thera- licensed therapist, and then you've got to talk to, like, a psychologist. You've got to get it cleared. You've got to go to a special doctor. It's this whole process. For some people, it's taken months to finally get on hormones. Yeah. So it's gonna take me a while, but uh, the important thing is, is that I'm starting the process, and it's a big deal for me, and uh, I'm really happy about it. It it took a long time. It took about a a year for me to realize that I wanted to get on hormones because uh, me being me, me being who I am, it's like I want to be a woman. I also want my dick to work. Yeah. It really is a sort of but but I, I'm getting on hormones, and, and I'm happy about that because I, I, I already am a woman. I just need the rest of my body to catch up. And also, my facial hair is pissing me off. I never thought, what a what a turn, what a swerve. Yeah. This mustache, this facial hair is pissing me off. It's got to go.
0: I, I, I really, really strongly believe that you should Facebook Live the waxing.
1: Really? Okay, I might. I might. I would
0: totally watch. When you watch, I would totally be there. Yeah. I so will I make popcorn.
1: popcorn. But I have to tell you, even naturally born women have to wax their you know, we get whiskers too. Yeah. I have whiskers. I have to shave every day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's pissing me off. Absolutely so pissing doesn't me make off. i not be happy so. either. yeah well uh anyway i might do that tonight i might do that tonight so anyway happy pride Month. i
0: might make announcements sell tickets come to the waxing
1: yeah so we'll i'll do that tonight anyway this is gonna this
0: would be so much better than that scene in 40 year old virgin
1: oh god yeah i gotta remember that name kelly clarkson so in celebration, happy Pride Month everybody, and in, in celebration of Pride Month, I've got a list!
0: Well, before going to your list, okay. and seeing as we're on the subject anyway,
1: yeah.
0: I really want you to realize how this is the most Woodian thing that you have ever done. And you built a fucking church.
1: I built a church around Ed Wood. I now realize that me embracing Ed Wood so much was subconsciously a part of me saying, Hey! Hey! Hello! You're a woman. And me me just ignoring... There were a million signs that I ignored my entire life. And one of them was my... Adoration of Ed Wood because of uh, Glenn or Glenda and his transvestism. And that it opened up a window to me where it's like, oh, I can wear panties and uh, women's clothing. Because of my love of Ed Wood, of course,
4: is yeah. the reason why I'm
1: doing this and no other reason. So, it, it, no, it's it, 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 it all... There are a million things in my life that have led me to this point, and Ed Wood is one of them. And yes. I, The funny thing is, is that ever since I realized that I was a woman, I haven't watched the movie Ed Wood. I've watched Glenn or Glendo once. I've watched Plan 9 a couple of times, Pride of the Monster once, but I hadn't watched Ed Wood. And so a couple of weeks ago, I sat down in like my best dress, and I put makeup on, and I sat down, and I watched Ed Wood for the first time since I've been a woman. And the thing that really hit me was just this feeling of, he'd be proud. You know, because he was arrested for dressing as a woman, so I think that he would be proud to see that, like, I can be a woman and go to the movies. Yeah. Once or twice a week, to just go to the movies as a woman and eat my popcorn as a woman, and when I I need to go to the bathroom, to go to the women's room, he would be super proud fucking
0: proud of me. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. But you're but you're also following and and embracing your own unique euness. You yep. are following your Antos. I mean that is that is the core of the religion. Yeah. Yeah. She always stops listening when I talk. Just like you. <laughs> Sorry,
1: uh um, uh, Mal came out as trans in our uh, big family group text. It's like ten people. Yeah. So they came out as trans, and somebody posted, "Okay, Gizmo, love ya." And then somebody else posted, "Okay, Gizmo, love ya." So, so I also posted, "Okay, Gizmo, love ya." I think we all should do it. I think just like Jr., we should all copy and paste what the first person said well, yeah let's just okay but, face the face to reply
0: all right what does he prefer though does he prefer mal or gizmo i mean i well, I, I use mal cuz i'm old it's three letters it's easy to remember
1: well mal is short mal is short for malachite and, and the way that i feel is is that mal is the name gizmo is the nickname so most people call them Gizmo, but just to me, they're Mal. In my in my mind, I call them Mal specifically because I'm not that big of a fan of Firefly, but Captain Mel Reynolds was a badass. Yes. So I call Gizmo Mal, and when I do that, in my mind, it's a badass thing to call them. I also think uh, Mal is the name of an Adam Warrock song, so that's why I call Mal Mal.
0: Well and 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 when when I first heard the gizmo it, it wasn't just gizmo it was some long ass name that takes about an hour to say
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well uh I really like my name Maylin. Yeah. I love that name. Uh I I I came up with it. I don't have a middle name. I don't have a middle name. It's it's May Lin. Yeah, May space Lynn is my first name. May, because I'm the May Queen from Midsomar, and Lynn, because I was trying to shorten my last name. So, oh, okay. So it was either May Lin or May Gal or May Doe. So,
0: Look, as long as it's not Stephanie, okay?
1: Yeah, no, that pissed me off. I, that was the first thing that I went to. It's like, Steve. How about Stephanie? No, I dated a Stephanie, so I can't be named Stephanie. Yeah. You know? That's just weird. I can't do that. So, like, what other names? Stevinia. So, I, I, I couldn't be co- Shirley. I couldn't be Kathy. No. I had a co-teacher named Malen. Yeah? M-A-E-L-E-N. That was yeah, crazy. I should have spelled it in, like, a weird white person way. Yeah, mail in. M-A-E-E-L-I-N-N. <laughs> like some really weird-ass way. So anyway, I've got, got a list. Uh, Twitter user at D 0 nt tweeted, Gay people, time to appropriate some straight culture. We gotta
2: start grilling.
1: Okay. And I, really, I really loved that idea, so I figured... On Pride Month, we should all start appropriating straight culture, like straight white culture. Because Lord knows straight white people uh, appropriate so many things from other cultures and minorities. And I think it'd be a fun thing during Pride Month to just start acting like straight white people. So I have a list of straight white things to appropriate during Pride Month. Funny if you think of any during the list, feel free to just shoot them out. Okay, I've got a really
0: once I get a handle on the direction that we're going in, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. So, uh, so yeah. First off, two words: Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, the I think all gay people should be rushing to Cracker Barrel during uh Pride Month. You know, that's probably the whitest thing you can do.
0: I actually just had Cracker Barrel for the very first time this week. Yeah? I Yeah, so I don't know what that makes me. Where where on the spectrum does that put me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, it's good food. I had this, like, steak. Ah, oh, it was so good. I, uh, I'm going I 50-50
0: eat. on the food there.
1: Yeah, okay. So... Uh, Here's another thing that you. So just be
0: prepared, just be prepared for emergency food poisoning treatments if you're going to rush the Cracker Barrel. Please go ahead, but safety first. Yeah,
1: safety first. Also, plan so many potlucks. So many potlucks. That's another straight white thing to do. Uh, country music, listening to so much country music, I've got a question, I was listening to some country music the other day, are there any country music tenors, or are they all bass? I,
0: I, I don't know, I, I think they're all bass now, but we are really out of my field.
1: I'm just surprised by that, because I was listening, every time you hear a country song it's always well, I'm
3: going in my pickup
1: truck. You know, I'm just surprised that you know there aren't a lot of rounding up illegals. You know, in country music, they don't go higher. Yeah, there are not a lot of tenors. Here's another thing, funny. I'm a prey on it. I'm a pray on it. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna. I'm a prey on it.
2: Okay. I'll get
1: back to you. That's my answer for everything anyone says. Uh, other mother, can we go to the park? Eleanor, I'm going to pray on it. I'll get back to you. Yeah. Okay? I'll get back to you on that. Uh, here's another thing let's all go to the cheesecake factory. Make a big deal about the menu. Oh, it's so good. I can't. Oh man, it, it, it all just looks so good. Oh my god, should we get a cheesecake for the table? Should we be bad?
0: Some should place someplace bad? else I've never been. Do we have a cheesecake
1: factory anywhere around here? The Cheesecake Factory menu is so big, it's got ads in the menu. You might think I'm joking. The funny part is I'm not. The menu really? has ads in it. That's how huge it is It's basically an issue of People magazine <laughs> freaking weird and oh shit <coughs> If we're appropriating straight white culture, I'm gonna fuck up Barnes and Noble
2: Oh Man.
1: oh, it's not ringing up I guess it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
2: Oh you know? uh, yeah. How about a million dollars?
0: Yeah, you know, that that just crosses over with my my firm anti occupational humor stance that I have had for a very long time. It's not funny. The person you're telling the joke to has heard it every fucking day.
2: Yeah, how
1: about a lottery winning lottery ticket? Yeah. And then I'm gonna go to the couch and I'm just gonna sit there for three hours with my shoes off. That's what I'm gonna do. Cause I, cause if 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 we're if we're appropriating white culture, that's my next big thing. Really excited about it. Uh, I'm gonna pregame everything. Sporting events, graduations, church service. Funerals. The next funeral I go to, I'm going to be there three hours early with like a, with like a barbecue set and a 12-pack. Just, just shooting them down. That's what okay. I'm going to be doing. pre game everything. I'm going to get my kids into sports just so I can be fucking uh, drunk off my ass at a Little League baseball game. Uh, Goodwill Hunting style. It took a while for me to realize the name. Yeah. Of that, the name of that uh, movie. And of course, the pinnacle of current American straight white culture. I'm gonna get really into the Batman. Okay. Oh man, Robert Pattinson. What an incredible actor. Blew me away. Those three hours just. Flew by. I'm gonna see it five more times. The Batman.
0: I I I have yet to see it. I have
2: not. Y- you know, there there are like. Oh man,
0: I don't know when when something initially comes out, the kind of praise that it gets, you know, uh. It's all very like surface stuff, you know. And then if a movie is really good, then a few months after that, you start hearing why it's a good, a good movie on a deeper level. Yeah. I'm not hearing that yet, nope. but I'm still waiting to hear that for
2: Thor. What?
1: Ten minute warning. Thor: Love and Thunder.
2: No, the original yeah. Thor.
1: Oh, the original Thor. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good noir crime thriller. I just don't think it's a Batman film. Yeah. I just don't think it's a Batman film. And you know what? You don't have to gritty every villain.
2: Yeah. Right? I don't
1: like. I don't like serial killer the Riddler. Why the Riddler wears an all green fucking suit?
2: Yes,
0: with a a fucking tie and a
1: fucking dumbass hat, like he's a manager at 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 a at a British uh, at a British clothing store.
0: Oh come on, that was one cool ass green bowler.
1: A bowler hat. Yeah. Are you free? I'm free. That hat, but green. Question marks everywhere. What the fuck? Weird-ass, gritty serial killer the Riddler. No! Tim Carrey! Yeah. And then what was his name from uh, uh, the 60s? Tip of my tongue. Tip of my tongue. Frank Gorshin! Yes. Mm. He was a Riddler.
0: See uh, that that right there, I'm sorry, that right there shows your eight hour age difference. Cause I was kind of surprised when you said Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what the f- Oh right, he played the Riddler. Yeah. I
1: remember, was thinking Frank
0: Gorshin the whole time.
1: Remember <laughs> back when Batman movies were fun?
2: Yeah. Remember
1: back when they weren't like three hour the last Batman movie was longer than Midsommar, and I have a problem with that. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Give me
0: some... Batman and Robin. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. That's so the anyway, movie for me. Really and quick? I, I just think, in general, I'm Batmaned out. Yeah. Like, I just don't give a shit if I ever see Batman again, no matter what they do with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine
0: the Christian so, Bale movies weren't good.
1: I liked the first one, and then the second one, I only liked it because of uh, the Joker.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so we like that movie for one part of the movie, and not also, the movie. Heath the Ledger about, was a yeah, fucking genius in that part.
3: Exactly, and
1: the rest is
0: pretty like the, much crap.
1: The first half hour, like 40 minutes of the film isn't even about the Joker, it's about trying to get this Japanese guy. For like the first half hour, oh, we need to get this Japanese guy. It's like, great, what the hell does that have to do with the Joker? If you're going to have a Joker movie, just get to the Joker. Don't spend the first 35 minutes trying to extract a Japanese guy.
2: Yeah.
1: A Japanese businessman from a high-rise. That has nothing to do with the Joker. And then the third movie, I'm sorry, The Dark Knight Rises, nigh unwatchable.
0: I've I've yet to see it.
1: And then at the end Or at least
0: I don't like, think I see it. I'm pretty sure I have it.
1: And then at the end, Batman's like, I might not make it from from uh Saving Gotham. But I just want you to know, Detective Gordon. I've been fucking so Bruce all along. And Detective Gordon is like, Bruce Wayne? You were Batman? Well, I am downright flabbergasted. Like, oh, so you mean to tell me that the only rich person in this ghetto-ass city, the only person who could afford a a Batmobile, a Batjet, a Batboat, a Bat-fucking- like, no, Bat-shark-repellent, the only rich person in the whole goddamn city, you can't believe he's the Batman? You're supposed to be a detective, Jim! (laughs) Pissed <laughs> me off. What? Anyway, here's a bunch of, uh, really quick, here's a bunch of other straight things to, to, appropriate, to appropriate during Pride Month. Couples massage, girls night, it's wine o'clock somewhere, live, laugh, love on everything. Vegas! Uh, you know the Smithfields next door? They went to Branson. Oh, my God, we've got to go. Yakov Smirnoff has still got it. Oh my God! Uh, Next Saturday, me and and me and the wife, we're just gonna spend all day at Bed Bath and Beyond. You know, we're redoing the guest bathroom. You know what I'm thinking? All seashells.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, Bonnie, just live, laugh, love. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. And before we move on to uh, uh, the next. Part of the podcast. I would just like to open up a cool, refreshing Sprite soda.
0: So, are you Thumbs thinking? Up. Are you thinking we should do more bowling? Ah,
1: Sprite. It tastes wonderful. That's right. Sprite soda is now the official sponsor of the Pope on film. Sprite! the official drink of the Pope on Film podcast. We said no to Sprite for years, and they said, please, 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 we really want to sponsor Sprite. So finally, we relented. Sprite, the official soda of the Pope on Film. And now I've got to read uh, all of the things that they told us to say. Sprite soda, a soda so good, you'll fucking help! (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why they would have us say that, but apparently they're, they're uh, workshopping a few different slogans, so we will be trying these out. Throughout the I kind of like that one. Here's another one that they told us to say, because Sprite is sponsoring us. Drink Sprite! It's so good you'll shoot your mother in the face! I don't know. That's another weird one. Yeah. yeah. Throughout this episode we will be giving you some more uh, Sprite commercials. Thank you Sprite for sponsoring our podcast. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, bowling. That's, that's another thing. Bowling. Yeah. That's another one.
0: I took a bowling but did,
1: class. I'm, I'm, but does I'm
0: anybody actually cool. really bowl anymore?
1: We there are I live in a super small town. Yeah. Super ultra crazy small town. Two bowling alleys. Two yeah. of them. Two. Uh, uh, uh. You can go to the old one, or you can go to the new one with the huge arcade. Uh, so uh, a ton of people bowl in here, and bowling leagues. Yeah, huge deal. Huge deal. I used to go to the old. I used to go to the bowling alleys all the time because they had pinball. But both of them The old bowling alley, they don't take care of their pinball machines, so they're kind of shit. And then the new bowling alley, they just got rid of the pinball table so they could put in things for tickets. uh, I'm really upset about it. So uh, that is the intro. We've got a minute and 55 seconds until Zoom shuts down. I'm thinking uh, after this, we should move on to Steve's historic approximations. Uh, after a short uh, uh, technical difficulties break. It's a good, it is a very good but short chat. And then after that, we can take a break before we get to this week's movie, anti-coronavirus, or as I like to call it, fake crying, the movie. Yes. Oh, my God, this movie. Oh, my God, this week's movie. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. But,
0: but I'm I'm having a hard time working up that kind of enthusiasm.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about it. I've got so much stuff. I've got stuff about the director. I've got stuff about where he filmed it. He followed it up with a second film. Uh, I, I've got so much.
0: My experience was more like... My God, they're sitting on the bench. I think I'm falling asleep.
1: Well,
2: you're
0: falling asleep and then waking up and being like, they're still sitting on this fucking bench.
1: If we get caught off, then you wrap this up and then send me a link, okay? I like how the grandpa said the word cocky poo. Oh! <laughs>
0: Okay, so we will be back in a moment, just after we refresh Zoom, and we will be coming back to a big steaming pile of shap.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll we will be right back
2: after this. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Okay, something happened to your sound.
1: Ronnie!
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: (laughs) My microphone fell and it messed messed everything up. Okay. And we are back. We are back. If you're like me, and I know I am, uh, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? In this day and age, in this economy, of course, everyone's a huge fan. Who wouldn't be? This this podcast has so much going for it; it's amazing. But only the real fans, the true fans, the hardcore fans who have been with us since the beginning, back when our podcast was just a zine. In the 90s. Yes. The Pope on Film Zine. Exclusively available at Tower Records, Borders, and Radio Shack. Remember those days, Bonnie? Oh, man. We were We were younger then.
0: We were. So, we were.
1: We were younger, but... A little uh,
0: foolish, a little foolhardy.
1: Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Occasionally,
0: but, uh, hooligans
1: hooligans, and then we became ruffians. Yes. So, but only the real fans, the true hardcore fans, would know the two main facts about us, the the two of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, Bunny, is the fact that when you're not doing the podcast, you're a professional dancer. Why don't you tell us a bit more about that?
0: I, I am. I... I... Dance has always been something that has been very, very special for me. Uh, When I was just a young boy, I I found that the only real way I can truly express myself was through dance. And I felt through dance, I, I was... Communicating what I was on a deeply intimate and personal, personal level. Very deep. So, Very deep. what?
1: Very deep.
0: So that is why I have specialized particularly in the hokey pokey. Because that's what it's all about.
1: It is what it's all about. Very true. You're wise. Sorry. You're a wise man. Wise beyond your years. And the second fact that you would Jeannie know about made me is... lose
0: it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I
1: heard that. And the second fact that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So, what I like to do at this part of the podcast is I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and sort of reword it by my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is another educationally uneducational installment of
2: Steve's Historic Approximation.
1: Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, annoyingly whether anyone, anyone wants me to or not. Now, personally, I like the name Shap. It's short and it's snappy. It's the White Stripes fell in love with a girl of the podcast segment. Anywho, before we get started with this episode of the podcast, I'd like to take a drink of this cold can of Sprite. Ah, Sprite. A soda so good, you'll lick a dog's asshole for it. Drink Sprite today.
0: That is some good soda.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just reading the copy that they wrote here. I don't know why they would say that. Personally, to me, it sounds a little bit dirty, but hey, that's what Sprite, our official sponsor, told us to say. They also. It's it's very
0: reminiscent in back of the day, Mangled Baby Ducks.
1: Yes, Mangled Baby yep. Ducks. Uh, I would also like to take this time to say that uh, Sprite is about to release a brand new uh, uh, flavor of Sprite. Very excited to be the first to announce exclusively here on the Pop on Film podcast Sprite's new flavor, McDonald's Sprite flavored Sprite. Oh.
2: Everyone knows that
1: Sprite tastes better at a McDonald's at the soda fountain. So they're finally releasing a McDonald's Sprite-flavored Sprite. So I'm really excited. It's when it you taste awesome. so much like McDonald's Sprite. You'll be able to taste the homeless person bathing in the McDonald's bathroom.
0: Yes. Yes. Big. Well, it's it's really because you can, you can only get low-page workers to clean those soda machines so often.
1: That's why it's so good. It's like a a cast-iron skillet. Yes. The less they clean the McDonald's, the more flavor there is. Yes. Makes sense. Anywho, this week on the Old Shappity Shap Shap, we will be doing a very short, sharp shap about a small town in Arizona that brought us one of the most important inventions of the 20th century! It's short, but good. It's, 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 it's so good. So this chap comes to us from Sierra Vista, Arizona. Okay. It's 75 miles southeast of Tucson. So it's roughly about two hours away from Phoenix, which is where all the action is. It's a part of Cochise County, which, which is, is where the old, the old west, west town Tombstone is, which I've been to so many times in my yeah. life. It's a real trip because you're just driving down a normal paved street and there's a 7-Eleven and there's a McDonald's and you take a ride. And, oh, there's a vape shop and uh, there is a uh, there's a convenience store and then you take a left. And there's one street that has... Stayed exactly the same since the 1700s. One street. And th- yeah. there's the same saloon. There's the OK Corral. There's the Birdcage Theater. Everything is exactly the same. And the people who live there, so many of them are just old people who will just, yeah, it's like, hey, I-, I have an apartment. Now I'm going to get in my Wild West costume. And, uh, get on my horse and ride into town, and they're just, just imagine like a renaissance a fair, but it's one street, and everyone sort of lives there.
3: Yeah. It's really weird to just be going through a normal town, and then suddenly, oh, there's McDonald's, oh,
2: there's a Carl's Jr. Now it's 18, it's 1840.
0: Look on the bright side, it could be Silent Hill.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and also in Cochise County is the small hippie community of Bisbee. That's also a trip. It, it's a small town sort of in this mountain range. Originally the town was built because there were all these mines around there, but all the mines have closed down, so all of the uh, workers left but a bunch of hippies and artists and stuff stayed in the town. It's really cool. And it's also where Douglas, Arizona is, which is uh, right along the border between Arizona and Mexico. Spent a lot of time there. I I did a speech. Anyway, Sierra Vista, Arizona. I did a speech and debate tournament in Sierra Vista. I was in a hotel in Sierra Vista preparing for the state finals when Kurt Cobain died. I was okay. To say, Kurt Cobain killed him. It, when Kurt Cobain's body was found in April of '94, it was a Friday night when they found his body. It turns out he had killed himself like three days before. Uh, odd bit of history that I happen to know exactly the spot that I was when Kurt Cobain killed
3: himself. Yeah.
1: Because uh, it there's there are the actual speech and debate people which are smart and and learned and intellectual, and they grow up to become like lawyers. And then there was me. I was, was in humorous, humorous interp, basically, basically doing monologues and, and 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 funny like comedy bits. So I was the I ended up being what a fifth place in the entire state of Arizona, and uh all the other speech and debate people were, like, hanging out in one room. It's like, hey, we're going to get some food delivered, and, you know, we got these sodas. You want to hang out? It's like, no, I got to mentally prepare for tomorrow. So I went into the room, and I'm practicing my monologue, and I'm pacing, and I'm like, I'm too nervous. I need to listen to some music. I'll turn on MTV. Apparently, Cobain's dead. <laughs> Okay, I also know exactly where I was, it was also April, which is weird, when Columbine happened. Yeah. And I know that because there was a syphilin Ollie marathon, and I was recording it on VHS. And I'm like, making sure to pause the recording during the commercials. I don't want any commercials. Oh, but wait, this is a funny commercial with Tom Green. I'll keep this one on. And hey, maybe I'll turn the channel. And hey, during this commercial break, I'm gonna have a little bit of this telenovela on. And uh, okay, maybe during this commercial break, I'll put on a little bit of the news. And uh, here you go. Here's a bit of the Columbine school massacre. Sip and Ollie. Fuck. Ah, okay. So. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this for my own personal reasons. I had a crush on a woman named Heather who lived in Sierra Vista. I still do. We're still friends on Instagram. She's yeah. so attractive. We met at a minority journalism conference in high school. Because high school journalism, a lot of it is just fricking white dudes. So all of the minority... uh People in journalism in high school were invited to go to Tucson, Arizona, to to U of A, the University of Arizona, for a two week long journalism conference, and there are only like 15 of us. Yeah, that's, that's how many white people go into high school journalism. But Heather was one of them, and oh man, she was so pretty and so cool, and we would hang out, and I had such a huge crush on her, and she lived in Sierra Vista, and we would write each other letters, and we stayed friends, and we're still friends, and we talk to each other, and she's on Instagram, and she's so freaking, I, she looks exactly the same as she has since, since I first met her. Uh, not a lot of other people have. I go see people from high school, and they look like they're 60 years old. Yeah. So, okay. So that's the setting. That's the stage. It's Sierra Vista, Arizona. It's the 1970s. So at the center of the city is an army base, and it's called Fort Huachuca. I lived there. You lived in Sierra Vista? You lived in Huachuca?
3: I lived at Fort Huachuca. Huachuca.
2: Huachuca, with an H.
1: Huachuca, with an H.
2: Ha! Huachuca!
1: Yeah, it was originally built in 1877 as Camp Huachuca, and eventually it turned into Fort Huachuca, and yeah, it was an army base, and basically this entire small town was 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 built built around around this army base. And that's uh, Sierra, Vista, Sierra Vista, which is around Fort Huachuca. Jeannie lived there. That's crazy. I was in okay. fourth grade. Okay. So uh, you might know them. a little bit of this, yeah. shack. Don't spoil it for anyone, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. Was nine. So, a bunch of, so a bunch of fast food restaurants opened around Fort Huachuca in the 60s and 70s, and they're like, hey, here's an army and there's all these soldiers, and they're gonna need food. I'm gonna build this. So here's Fort Huachuca, and then there's a Burger King here, there's a Taco Bell here, there's a Wendy's here. Uh, old yellow Wendy's. I miss yellow Wendy's. I miss the Wendy's where you sit down at a table, and they had like an old newspaper on the table. I miss old school Wendy's. Okay and then there's a mcdonald's and then there's a burger king and then there's all these fast food places and they're hoping to cash in on the army base ah but there's a problem because some army bases have this rule not every army base but some army bases have this rule and as it turns out Fort Huachuca had this rule the i believe that the navy this rule is a hundred percent but Uh, not every base has this rule, but Fort Huachuca had this rule. And the rule was, your army uniform, your military military uniform, uniform, that that is is your work work uniform. uniform. When you have have that uniform on, on, that means you are are a a member of the United States Army. Army. I don't want to see you at the Safeway in your uniform. You can't be wearing it at Smitty's, A.J. Bayless, ABCO. Uh, Kmart, no. You are not allowed to set foot in public while wearing your army fatigues at all, period, whatsoever. You are not allowed to set foot, important part, foot, these are the feet. This is the visual thing, and podcasting is an audio medium, so if you're watching this, hey, you get this, but these are the feet, and you've got it, you You can't can't set your foot. Outside in public, in your army uniform, so the fast food places are doing shit business, absolute shit business. Because uh, oh, hey, it's lunch time. Great. Okay, it's lunch time. But you're not gonna go get lunch because hey, you've got a half hour to go get food. You're just gonna end up going to the mess hall or whatever and get a crap at the cafeteria. Yeah, there's a McDonald's right off the base. So if you want to get McDonald's, you know what you have to do? You have to go back to your barracks. You have to take off this part of your outfit, take off this part of your outfit, take off this part of your outfit, of your outfit hang it up to make sure that it looks nice for when you get back. Put on your regular outfit, get in your car, drive right over to McDonald's, go into the McDonald's, wait in the line, get your food, eat your food. Now you have Barely any time, you've gotta rush back to the army base, get back to your barracks, put on this part of your outfit, that part of your outfit, that part of your outfit, and then go back to freaking work to armying. And so people just weren't going to the fast food places because it was a pain in the butt. You put in public, so the McDonald's is there, the McDonald's are like shh. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. Barely making any money at all. We need to come up with ideas. Come on, people. We need ideas. Who's got ideas? Who's got ideas? Who's got ideas? And as it
0: turns out... Well, do, do what they already do and put the McDonald's right on the fucking base. <laughs>
1: yeah, we keep getting cool because we go to Target in Midwest City, Oklahoma... And then, oh, we need some food. Let's get some food. What's around here? Let me check uh, Google Maps. Oh, there's a Burger King right nearby. Okay, so it says to go here and go here. And shit, it's in the base. Fuck, this is the third time we've done this. <laughs> we can't get Burger King because we're not going to kill for our country. Crap! So, so it's like, we gotta, we got to save the restaurant. Well, Whose ideas? Uh, What ideas do you have? you have an idea? Go. I've got an idea we can put on a breakdancing show. No, you can't do that. the 70s. Breakdancing hasn't been invented yet. You, do you have an idea? Yes, we can put on a play. No, you can't do that. What about you? Eugene, the littlest McDonald's employee. Uh, Do you have an idea? Yeah, I've got an idea. I just went to the bank. And back in the day, like uh, the 1910s, the 1920s, if you had to go to a bank, you parked outside of the bank, you waited in a long line. But then in the 1920s in Dallas, a guy named George Dahl in Dallas, Texas said, I got a, a crazy-ass idea. Let's just make a fucking window in the back. People can just drive up. They won't have to leave their cars. And then in the 1930s in St. Louis, this guy said, Hey, I heard about this bank in Dallas. They just made a fucking window in the back. Yeah. And then boom, by the 70s, every bank had like a drive up, drive through. And and yeah, in the 1910s and 20s and 40s and 50s, you had drive-in restaurants like Sonic or um, Mel's Diner, you know? And there are, like, car hops in their roller skates and stuff yeah. like that, but that was it. Then in 1920, the first drive-through opened. It was created for Kirby's Pig stand, again in Dallas, Texas, and a few other small-time places had very early types of this, but it didn't catch on until Sierra Vista went. I just went to the bank, and that gave me an idea an idea to save the business and make money, and also, kind of, sort of, to say fuck you to the army. What if, and no other fast food places have really done this, and no McDonald's we be the first McDonald's ever, but I got an idea. Let's just fucking open a window on the side. If the army people can't set foot in the base, we need to come up with a way to give them their food where they don't leave their freaking cars. Let's just bank it. We'll open a window on the side. They can drive up, order the food. We give it to them. They can just drive right back to base and eat the food. They won't have to get out of their uniform, and we can make money. So in Sierra Vista, Arizona, the first ever real fast food drive through opened up. In a McDonald's in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and it opened up to make money and to fuck off Fort Huachuca. Uh, <laughs> the first ever McDonald's drive-through was in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and I find that fascinating. It How About built, that, it was built because Fort Huachuca had a weird-ass rule. They don't have that rule anymore. In what year Fort was Huachuca? that? But what year was it? Uh, mid '70s. No, what year? Oh, mid-70s? No, we didn't live there then. So we lived there pre-McDonald's drive-up window. Just yeah. saying. Pre, yeah. Pre-window. Yeah, I find that story it's absolutely fascinating. fascinating. And I don't, I don't think I've ever said this at the end of a chat. But... Uh-huh. I was surprised right to more people without a this story. <laughs> yeah, man, you know you what I love, love doing, doing at the end of a chat? Drinking a nice cold glass of Sprite Soda. Sprite Soda. It's the fucking tits. With their new slogan, they will be premiering it soon. Uh, I believe they're going to be premiering it at the XFL Bowl. It's the Super Bowl for the XFL.
0: Okay. So
1: uh, be sure to. And that's and it in for in Shaq this week. Uh, I, think one. One. I think it was a good one. I think it was a good yeah. awesome one. Yeah, I
0: think it was an awesome one. Uh-huh. I think she thinks it was an awesome one.
1: Because she was really a really part of this exactly one. Right. I like that. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. How odd. Exactly. That you spent some time I'm living in your for two and a half years. Yeah. Right. See. I I, I, uh, I dated I a woman exactly. named Stephanie and she lived in an army base. I think, I think in like Guam or something. I don't, don't remember. But she, apparently, she she was, she was born, born in this army, army base. Uh, at, at the exact same, same time as the guy who took over for Stephen in Blue's Clues. Steve, and then there was Steve's brother Cheryl. Joe, Yeah, she was born at that base with, with Joe, Joe from, from Loose Clues. Clues. They were friends okay. as the babies. Okay. find that to be bizarrely odd, and I was, I was the one, one figured who figured it out, out. because and I was like, like, I wonder what Joe's, Joe's doing. Steve has like like a music career. Uh, one of his songs is the
4: theme song Young Sheldon, Sheldon, which I
1: fucking hate, but at least he's out there, there. and he's the making music, and he's I wonder what, what Joe's doing. doing. Oh shit, that's the base, base that Stephanie, Stephanie was born in. Hold on a second. Ms. Stephanie, oh, were, you, were you born, born in this, this base? Oh shit! shit. When, when were, were you born? born? Was it this, this month, month and in this, this year? year? Yes? Okay, how, how did, did I know, know that? that? You were born, you were born, born the, the same, same time as Joe from Friday Blue Clothes! clothes. Same place, probably the same doctor, doctor weird. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's <laughs> it for Steve's Historic, Historic Approximations this week. Be, be sure, be sure to, to join us up. next week for more educationally, educationally uneducational, uneducational
2: fun with Steve's Historic, Historic approximations.
3: approximations. And that's... And cut <laughs> on <laughs> that! Hey, I'm thinking that we're going to need a segment called Money on the Meter. You know, because, like, you're done with shop. No, I mean, we don't want to start anything else because Zoom's going to run out, but, like, it,
0: it's like we got money on the meter we're just, like, hanging out and I'm not sure if we, you uh, know, do we leave yet? <sighs> Let's, just hang hang Let's just hang out.
1: Let's
4: just
1: hang out.
3: To interpret you a bit uh, because you said that we needed to do the
0: show on Saturday because you're marching in a pride parade parade, parade Saturday.
3: No, Sunday.
0: That's not what he said, though.
1: Ah, You understood. You understood
3: what I meant. You understood what I meant. I assumed you meant Sunday. Yeah,
1: I'm marching tomorrow night with with the whole family. We are, we are marching, marching with, with a float uh, that my wife, uh, the company my wife works for, is uh, sponsoring, and I'm really excited because I, I marched in the same parade last year. year. But at that time, I considered myself gender fluid, so I had a huge mustache and a huge beard, and I was, and I was also wearing a little black dress and some, some leggings and leggings. and, uh, and uh, a mask. It was, it was shortly, shortly after, after that that I realized, realized it, was it was my, my first, first time, time out a the dress, dress, which was a big, big deal for me at the time. time, but I wasn't 100% a trans woman. It wasn't, it wasn't until shortly after, after that that I realized that I was trans and that I was, in fact, a woman. So this will be my second time marching, marching the in the woman Pride parade, parade, but my first, first time marching, marching as, as an actual woman, woman and I'm very excited. very excited.
3: Is that the picture uh, that you sent me, though? Which
1: I picture
0: did I For take? like your first significant date you just recently sent me on Facebook?
1: Yes, that was, that that was, was last year's uh, Pride Parade, and, and I was uh, gender-fluid. Fluid. It was my, my first time out and about in a dress, but I wasn't 100% trans yet. I don't remember the specific date that I realized, realized I was, was trans, trans, because I was literally I was just, just sitting, sitting down in the kitchen, in the just drinking coffee, and Amber just... My daughter, Amber, Amber just said, said, so what are you? And I'm like, what, what do you mean? You? And, well, what are, are you? Are you, you trans? Are you, a, are, are you uh, transvestite? Are you a trans woman? Are you gender fluid? Are you uh, asexual? Are you aromantic? Are you non-binary? Are you a woman? And I, I just, me being like a 40-something, it's like, okay. okay. I only understood about, about half, half of what you, you said. Yeah. So you're so going to have, have to run, run, run that, that back, back again. And then, and then Amber, Amber just said just said, just said the, the right, right thing, and it, it was, was just 100%, 100% what I needed to hear at, at the time. time. Amber, Amber just said, said oh, OK. When you dress up in a dress, in an outfit, do you feel, do you feel like you're like a man dressing as a woman, woman, or do you, do you feel, feel like a woman? And I went, I don't know. Let me think about it. Yeah, holy shit. I'm a woman, everybody. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. And just Amber just said, just asked me the right question and it was exactly what I needed to hear and a light bulb went off and I just feel really bad because I don't remember the exact date that that happened. But it was shortly after my first time out and about in a dress, which was uh, last year at the parade. Yeah. So, so I'm happy that I'm...
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting because it is a totally different vibe. When I put on a dress, I'm a man wearing a dress. Yeah,
1: but it, it took me a it, it, it. I just had I I just needed someone to ask. Ten minute warning. Yeah, once I heard that question, that's when just everything fell into place, and it's like, yeah, no. When i when I'm dressed up, I am a woman. I am a woman. That is a big-ass deal for me. Okay, I love you. So, and so, I have a bunch of different dates as to, like, January of 2021. I uh, put on, like, this 90 that my wife had it and it never uses. And I'm like, huh, oh I'm going to put this on. It's going to be funny. I'm going to put it on. Ooh, it feels nice. I like the way it feels on me. Oh, my God, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. And that was the first time that I saw a woman. Yeah, in the mirror, and that really like fucked with my mind. So that caused me to, in January of 2021, go to my wife privately and just said, "Hey, I haven't told anyone this. I want to wear women's clothes around the house. When the youngest kids are asleep, I'm going to dress up as a woman." And she said, "Yeah, no problem. I, I fully support you if you need." me to go out and buy you some clothes. I'm totally fine with that. And it was a slow, gradual process, like maybe around my birthday, around March, is when I said I want to celebrate my birthday dressed up as a woman, but I haven't let my youngest kids see. And it's just, okay, fuck it. Honey, I'm going out in a dress right now. Will you tell the kids not to make fun of me? So I went out. So then there was the other... Day, important date, which was March 2021, when I finally came out to the whole family and just, the kids were just on the couch, and uh, Maxwell was watching TV, and Maxwell just went, mm. and kept watching TV like he didn't care, which was like a good reaction, and then Eleanor just went,
2: Dad, you look so beautiful, and gave
1: me hugs and kisses, and she was all excited. And so then the parade I went out about as a woman, and that was a big deal. And then in September of 2021 was the first time I went to the movies as a woman, and that was a big deal. So I have a bunch of dates, but I don't have a date for the important one, which was when I found out I was trans. So I'm just using when I went the first time out as a woman, even though I wasn't trans yet. I'm considering that my birthday. So uh June twenty sixth is mainland is my trans birthday.
3: Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm really excited to be in this person. First- well, like it's not
0: like it's not like there's a rush and yeah. there's certainly a lot to sort through. I just think that when you find like, okay, here's a really good date, that should be canonized as a church holiday.
1: Yeah, I need to write a lesson of Wood at all. You
0: transfigured for Christ. The Pope of Edward transfigured.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty it's, it's pretty awesome. yeah. <laughs> I just feel more I just feel happier, just feel more confident. It just feels like like my life makes sense now.
0: And I've always felt that the Church of Edwood was was uh, ideal for the trans community because like like yeah. the trans community has to self examine who they are where yeah. the rest of the population really doesn't they can,
3: yeah.
0: oh, I, I could have slid you know yeah. if I never did any fucking self examining in my life I still could have passed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm better for my self-examination. But like a a trans person has no choice. It's like right in their face that like, okay, shit's not adding up
1: here. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And then suddenly and then suddenly it made sense. sense. Like Like, once I realized that I was trans, it's like, oh shit, there's been clues my entire life. I would walk around in my mom's high heels, because my dad said, oh, wearing, walking around in high heels, Stevie. It's the hardest thing in the world. You guys can't do it. And I'm like, fucking bitch, hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) And I walk around in high heels, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I can walk no problem with these. These are nice. I'm going to wear them for the rest of the day. Like, one of the toys that, like, I have a hard time remembering my my T-Man toys and my my G.I. Joe toys and my go toys, toys. but I sure as shit remember, remember constantly playing with my mom's curlers. Yeah. They just thought those were so cool and trying to curl my hair and just you know, wearing women's clothes underneath my clothes, even before Ed Wood came out. Yeah. And then, you know, embracing Ed Wood as much as I did. I just wish that now one one thing that has really changed is just the way that I see women where it's like, Glenn, I am glad that you told me about this. Don't worry. With therapy and counseling and with your girlfriend's help, we'll be able to cure you of this. And it's like, shit, I wish <laughs> I could just go into that movie and tell Glenn, you can just be Glenda?
3: Yeah. When you
1: just, if it makes you happier, you shouldn't think of this as like a sickness that you have to see a psychiatrist for. Just be Glenda. Just yeah. be Glenda. If you happy, then fucking go for it. Gender is, it, it is a, a fake thing that we created to make ourselves feel better. It's not a thing. Time isn't a thing. Money isn't a thing. We just all agree that these pieces of paper and that these bits of metal are worth something. It, money isn't a thing. It's just something we invented. Just like time and just like gender. So fucking... All
3: of these
0: Christians,
1: like, oh, God doesn't make mistakes. And
0: it's like, yeah, okay, take off your fucking contacts. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's just just a a freedom thing. Like, you know, yes, it's nice to understand all the chemistry and biology and all of that. But, like, how about just because you fucking want to, and this is supposed to be a free country? And it
1: doesn't hurt anybody.
0: I don't give a fuck if somebody wants to be a toucan.
1: It's 2021. It's, it's the future. future. My son and his cousin are currently in my son's bedroom with virtual reality heads on pretending to be superheroes in a virtual world. We're in the fucking future. Yeah. A deadly pandemic that has killed a million Americans fucking cares what bathroom you go to, what gender you have. It doesn't fucking matter. It's the future for shit. Well, because because we're still
0: primitive chimps.
1: 50. Fuck.
0: Because we're still just primitive chimps afraid of anything different. And, and we're so focused on that, we haven't even touched on shit that really has potential of killing us.
1: When I think of trans people, what I really think is that uh, trans people like Mal and I, we're 3008. And the cis community, they're 2008. <laughs> That's what I think. Mal and I are Will, I am, and Burton. And straight white Christian are whoever the other black. Okay. Apple D. Dad. And some other guy. Taboo. I remember that because they are both in an SNL sketch. We are the other members of Black Eyed Peas. I am Taboo. My parents named me that after playing the board game. Taboo. <laughs> okay, so, so this, this was, was a, a good, good first episode of the Pope on Film, Running the Clock.
3: Running the Clock, yeah.
1: Good, I like that. I got a lot of that.
3: Waiting out the meter.
1: Okay, so we are going to be taking a break break now, and then we're going to be moving into Act 2 of the podcast, wherein we'll be talking talking about about this week's film, the 2020 covid exploitation film, Anti-Coronavirus, by director Mitesh Patel. And I have a lot to say about this movie.
3: A lot
0: to say about this movie. But before, right. I, can't, I, I am curious because I cannot imagine e- even having that much to say.
1: Oh, cocky-poo. I've got a bunch to say. And then after that, we're going to feed pizza to ducks. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: So, we will be right back.
2: <laughs> i
1: do not think you look so relaxed
3: yeah
1: seriously
4: well hey there my little leg rolls it's me dad me the fucking alien. You've been asking to hear more about Theta Prime B. Theta Prime B is more advanced than Earth by like 20 years. It'll give you a glimpse into your future. We have more disease and ecological catastrophes than you can imagine in your darkest dystopian nightmares. We have winds so strong that it picks up livestock. You never know when it's going to start raining cows. Large chunks of land have been swallowed up by the ocean, and there have been frequent Kevin Costner sightings. We have 48 variants of COVID-19, 27 variants of Ebola, and a collection of diseases released by the melting ice caps, collectively known as climate fever. We found that if you make a solution of silly putty, botten, and snot, and inject that directly into your cock, it'll stop most diseases from entering your body. Trust me, I'm an alien. For now, enjoy these videos from Undead Cow Studios and the Popon film. And I think Ted Cruz is a great guy. I think Social Security
0: should be uh, privatized. (laughs) You can't go to a supermarket without being accosted by a hogless guy. (laughs) Democrats and liberals attack viciously.
1: (laughs) Hello, everybody. It's me, Reverend Stephen. Today, we're going to be doing a little taste test. I live in Oklahoma, more specifically Shawnee, Oklahoma, which is where the first ever Sonic drive-in restaurant was uh, started. This this town is the birthplace of Sonic. There's one, two, three, four, within driving distance. So they just recently announced I say recently, a couple of months ago, they announced that they were working on a hard seltzer because everything has to have a hard seltzer now. Everything. They're gonna make the blood of Christ hard seltzer. Everything has to be a hard seltzer. And I've been looking and looking and looking for it because I I feel that Sonic food is okay. It's fine. Cat, no! Fuck off! Stop getting on my goddamn computer! Sonic food is fine. It's okay. It's alright. But what keeps bringing me back to Sonic is two things: cherry limeade and ocean water. So today I found Sonic ocean water hard seltzer, and uh, I I have it's five percent alcohol per volume, a hundred calories, and one gig of sugar. <laughs> One gig of sugar. They they also sell it in a variety pack. It kind of smells like ocean water. They also sell it in a variety pack, and what I've heard is that two of the variety pack are great, and the others are shit. And so you're stuck with a bunch of uh, drinks that you won't ever want to drink. So I figured since ocean water and cherry limeade are the absolute best drinks at sonic that it's a 50 50 chance that i'll like this anyway let's give it a try down the hatch you're just doing a little dance on the side oh for the dog okay yeah you gotta do a dance for the dog There's no good way to say this. This tastes like a water park. This tastes like sunscreen. This tastes like the water park inside of the California State Fairgrounds, the lazy river and the wave pool. And oh no, I've gotten a little bit of the water of the wave pool in my mouth. That's what this tastes like. But, I don't know, it does taste like ocean water. It, I mean, whether or not I like the taste. Cat, I swear to fucking God. It does taste a lot like a water park. Uh, but, I don't know. I think this is alright. Not a thumbs up. You get a thumb a diagonal thumb one diagonal thumb it's not a thumbs up and it's not a thumbs down but it's not even a thumb sideways it's 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 like a it's one of these thumbs i wouldn't go out and buy another 12 pack but if my choices were a budweiser and this i'm getting this so there you go Sonic Hard Seltzer. These are hard to find. I've been looking for them for the longest freaking time, and I finally found one. So if you can if you can find one, just get it. Just to try it. This is all right. I'd rather have this than a freaking LaCroix, I can tell you that. Rather have this than a... Than a what is that thing that all the freaking white people are drinking? White Claw. White Claw! Rather have this than a White Claw. This has more taste to it. Wow! I look good right now. Hey. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, so that's my taste test. Sonic, hard seltzer, ocean water. It's alright. It's alright. Thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe. See you later.
4: On the death of John McCain, Lindsey Graham was forced to roam the halls of Congress in search of another set of balls to lick. Luckily, Trump's nutsack was within sniffing distance. No matter how many times Trump hurled insults at Lindsey Graham's best dead friend, Lindsey sucked up that scrotum like Thursday soup. Oh, you're the best golfer I've ever seen, Mr. Trump. Ooh, you bring a kind of magic to the Republican Party, Mr. Trump. Lindsey Graham. Oh fucking beta cup. Check out this video by
2: our friend Tim Cola. In the village of Santo Palo, there is celebration.
3: We bake mighty fine pastries this week. Yes
1: indeed, many fine cakes and cookies.
3: It will bring lots of money to the village! In fact, I have an announcement to make! Um, we have finally made enough money that we can buy every real risk! Oh. And give Mama Rosa a rest. Oh, thank you! Thank you! Now I can die! I'm happy! <laughs> Let the celebrations
1: continue! Not so fast. Who are you? I am Sean Connery. I have come for your gold. Any objections?
3: No! No! Oh, yeah. No! No! No!
1: No objections?
3: Oh. 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 Oh.
2: Oh. Um. Senor, we are a poor village of bakers and one prostitute.
1: We have no gold, uh, just the ingredients to make our pastries. You are a village of bakers? Then I will take your ingredients. Ocho Cinco will stop you. I am afraid of no man whose name has four syllables. I will take your supplies. But first, those pancakes you made this morning weren't fluffy enough, woman.
2: Who dares take these ingredients from these people? I do. Then I shall stop you. <laughs>
3: This
2: is on at 9. Please. Do you think he's dead? I don't know. Is he breathing? Let's take
1: his wallet!
0: Who did this to me?
1: It was that
3: gringo, Sir You shot me?
0: I came here to defend this village against evil and you shot me? This will
2: not go unpunished. I am Ocho Cinco, and I- You shot me again. Who do you think you are? Don't you know guns are-
1: Please stop shooting me. It's okay. I'm out of bullets anyway.
0: Good. Now we will fight like men. No.
1: I'm not used to hitting men. I will take my leave of you and your crappy village. But mark my words, Ocho. I'll be back.
0: I won. Oh, Joe, you have saved us! Oh, you have made our village safe
2: again! Thank you, Oh, Joe!
0: I will always protect this village against the gringos and the vampire wizards.
2: There are lots of things a woman does not need, but every woman needs a man.
1: I'll go find
2: you one. The village is safe thanks to Ocho Cinco.
4: until next week what the fuck is this hey. 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 Hey.
2: A panic for no reason. You and Mom did just get back from Europe.
0: I think the whole thing's a joke.
2: It's no worse than the flu. (laughs) Pam,
0: it's
4: gonna be okay. She's concerned he might be sick.
0: Dad seems like a healthy guy. (laughs) I'm sure he'll be fine.
4: Is he gonna be alright?
0: We're not sure, sir. 103.5?
3: That's not good. (laughs) Oh my god! We're basically
0: all in chaos right now because of the virus. The true test of faith is not what we do when times are good. Why
4: do you keep telling me to not be afraid? I'm afraid.
0: But what we do in times of despair.
4: What's happening?
0: It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Fear is going to be our new enemy.
2: Ultimately, it's up to you and your will to want to survive. with more of the Pope on Film. It's time,
1: buddy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's time to drink Sprite, the official sponsor of the Pope on Film podcast. Mmm, drink Sprite today. Because seven up is for fucking bitches. That is in the copy that they sent us. Yes. We didn't wanna say that. But our official sponsor told us to. Yes. I don't know what Sprite's deal is. They keep sending us this crazy ass shit. It also says drink sprite because Pepsi is for fucking cunts. It says that here. It's so weird. Yeah. We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do the copy, but they paid us the big bucks to say it.
0: Yes, we did. If
1: you have any questions, just go to Sprite. Sprite.com probably is a thing. I don't see it here, but it's probably something. Yes, Bunny, my friend, my brother, my son, third thing. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope Build podcast. That burp was brought to you by Sprite.com to casually (coughs) saunter our way into the second half of the show, and it is said second half wherein we finally, inevitably, get around to discussing our all-new compilation of the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s on three LPs or two cassettes, but it is not available in store, so call our toll-free number now because operators are standing by. Movie of the week! And this week we continue our summer-long look at the new genre of COVID exploitation films, with a look at the atrocious 2020 COVID exploitation film, *The Birdemic of COVID*, the Mitesh Patel film *Anti Coronavirus*, AKA uh, *Fake Crying*, the movie, and uh, let me let me get this right. Uh, this direction, yeah. The thing I love about this poster is I'm sure that the writer, producer, director, Mitesh Patel, didn't go out of his way to make his poster look exactly like Rift Tracks. Yeah. But the poster looks exactly like Rift Tracks. They got Rift Tracks color, Rift Tracks font. It's like they're waiting for someone to make fun of it. Yes. And I love that. Fake crying the movie. Bunny, your thoughts on this amazing film? Incredible. Groundbreaking.
0: It was completely vacuous. And it it really looks like it was written by somebody who heard the term coronavirus and nothing else.
1: Will you listen to me, Bruce Gunter? You have never given up on anything, and I'm not about to start now.
0: I mean, just in, in casual, nonstop conversation, which this movie was, like, they didn't show any indications that they knew what coronavirus was
1: my question. Let's just skip right to the
0: end. We we, we knew that he had coronavirus because he was coughing at the table at the restaurant. Yeah. Okay? We knew because he was coughing. Yeah. Not that his food tasted weird or he can't smell his coffee Or anything else that might be, like, a coronavirus symptom. You went with coughing. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: Like, a Google search would have improved this script greatly.
1: This is what pisses me off about Twitch, is that... here, Here, I got my little screen there. See, that's my little screen. Yeah. And it says there, one viewer. Only one person is watching this. Okay. Well let me click on one view and see who's watching it. And oh look, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people watching this, but the screen still says one viewer. This
0: really? Is,
1: this is me. There's eight people there's eight people in the chat. But according to this There's only one person watching, which which makes no sense. But whatever.
0: Well, I'm Uh, I'm 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 looking at I'm looking at the chat, so I'm just seeing three of us.
1: See, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Okay, let's skip to the end of anti coronavirus. The film ends with a big question, a big question, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you this, buddy. What cures the coronavirus? Is it Rare, or is it feeding pizza to ducks?
0: Oh, it's definitely the feeding the pizza to ducks.
1: I don't know. I feel, I feel like it really might rare. be prayer. Yeah. Uh, which is probably. That's, cause, that's just because you hate
0: science. Huh? That's just because you hate science.
1: Yep, I do. I hate science. Okay. Before we really get into it, Bonnie, you might be wondering why this movie sucks so, so much, much asshole. Well, let me nip that in the bud right now. Uh, well, the...
0: it it stars the My Pillow Guy, for one.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the movie was filmed in and around Chandler, Arizona. Uh, and the star of the film is from Tucson, Arizona. Right there. The film makes sense. It, there's a stink of Tucson around there. <laughs> there's a Tucson, a distinct Tucson stink. And I watched the film the first time, and I'm like, huh, this seems familiar. There's a, there's a... I sense something. Something I have not sensed since. And that's when I realized, okay, I get it. it I looked up the movie and the director, and I found a news uh, piece about it. From a news channel in Tucson. And it's like, there you go. Okay. Now this makes sense. There's the answer to that question. The movie has a Tucson stank all over it. This movie is so Tucson, I'm surprised that after watching it, you don't just get hepatitis.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. and,
0: like, throughout this movie, like, I mean, you really can't call this like a right-wing movie or a left-wing movie because it doesn't take a stance about a motherfucking thing.
1: The only stance it seems to take, like it seems that at the end of the film, when you watch the entire film, it seems like the message of the movie is people survive the coronavirus. Yeah. seems to be the whole message. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of a shitty message. Yeah. And it's like, okay, great. I, I I'm so confused about this film. It was filmed in just seven days. Wow, that's a shocker. I yeah. Three months. Yeah. Uh, by an Indian-born writer, producer, director named Nitesh Kumar Patel. And when he's not cranking out cheaply made films, he is, cause for effect, a real estate agent. So you move the fuck over, Neil Green. Yeah. Because there's a new Neil Green in town. You just got fired, Neil. Just. I was going to say, I, say, I, I originally I wrote, wrote here, here on my notes, you just got outsourced. But I felt that that was kind of racist because he's the media. Yeah. That's why I won't say
3: it. Yeah. At all. Here's the weird thing: Sprite wanted me to say that. Really? Yeah. They pressured me to say it, and I'm like, "No, Sprite. I know you're the
1: official soda of the Pokemon film. but yeah, they, they asked. They asked for some weird demands. They said that that you needed to be naked for the whole episode, and I put my foot down.
2: Oh, thank said, you.
1: No. Bunny only gets new type around Genie and me, not around everybody else. Right. I put my foot down for you. Sprite. Now with 20% less ass.
3: <laughs>
1: it's Another thing they sent in the copy for us to say. He is actually uh, Mitesh Patel has cranked out two exploitation films. I haven't found the second one yet. Yet. But it's a film from last year called House of Quarantine. Oh. So here's the plot. I I hope
0: Matesh found Google for the second movie.
1: I I, I don't know about that. Uh, It's about a team of nine actors and filmmakers making a movie in a house and then they're quarantined because one of them they don't know who but one of them has covid leading to and I quote a desperate battle for survival yeah. so I'm really excited about that in my head like,
0: okay yeah. In my head, like, yeah
1: in my head it sounds like remember like a uh, so like 1990 1990- 1995 is when Pulp Fiction came out and then 94 is when Pulp Fiction came out and then like 1997, 1998, 1999 were just filled with uh, Pulp Fiction Tarantino copycats. Yeah. What if everyone was copying Tarantino right when the pandemic that's what that sounds like. It sounds like Suicide Kings, but for technical reasons, it's Suicide Kings, but in just one house.
0: Yeah, I know, but I am really, really excited about the possibility of a film crew going all Lord of the Flies on each other.
1: That's also, yeah. And the you poster know, has like a exactly gun, <laughs> so it does I'll, seem like they're Lord of the Flies again.
0: Hunting each other down and eating them, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and, oh, here's 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 something I'm really excited about. Last week.
0: Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We can even we can even play with this a little more, okay? Like, so, like you're shooting a a straight movie, okay? Yeah. And then the cameraman gets eaten. Ooh. So now an inexperienced person has to start working the camera.
1: That's a good. Idea. Yeah, that's good too.
0: So now we could, like, you know, do fucked up Dutch angles and screw around with the focus and everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. That's um, the
0: same thing I did with Bill and Ted and the X File movies and a few other movies and things like that where I've just gone ahead. This movie can now never, ever live up to my expectations.
1: Yeah, basically, you built it up.
0: Not that it it had a shot to begin with.
1: (laughs) I hadn't watched Mac and Me for so long. (coughs) And everyone just said, oh, the worst worst film of all time. So bad, bad. this is so so bad. bad. I saw it as a kid, oh, this is the worst. And finally, when I saw it, I'm like, eh. Because yeah. I, I had the forethought of thinking, like, okay, this is during that period in time of, like, a, like, like, a Trumpy. you can make magic things happen when everyone yeah. was trying to copy E.T. So, like, okay, it makes sense that you would make this film. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope that people remember that about, like, Tarantino and other movies like that. I'm really, I'm really worried about Top Gun being, Top Gun Maverick being such a hit. I'm so worried that now everyone's going to go through the 80s and 90s and pick out these tiny little movies. And so now, like two years from now, we'll be getting like a big budget reboot of War Games, you know? And like, shit like that, that, that like suddenly everyone's going to be picking out these tiny little things that like, God damn it, no, don't do that like shit the, the 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 moral of the new top gun movie being so successful is not let's reboot more things
0: please no cuz
1: it's like ah oh, okay what other 80s 90s movies Are you going to remake armageddon
0: i don't know see I, 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 deep impact tom cruise is one of those faces has become one of those faces like i, I can't i just can't even look at you you know, I mean, I I can't even look at you.
2: He's turning sixty next month.
0: And he is one puffy little Botox bastard, ain't he?
2: Fuck! More people should be talking about this.
0: Like I can't look at him. Like I can't look at Bruce Willis. You know, I look at Tom Cruise. I just see a completely fucking horrible Scientologist. And I see I see Bill Cruz. Uh. The other fucking guy I mentioned, Bruce Willis in in the MAGA hat on whatever show that was. Yeah, I don't, I forget if it was Letterman or whoever.
3: Yeah. Um. Uh,
1: so oh, so last week I, I, mentioned, I mentioned that uh, our summer of COVID exploitation that these movies are. We won't be just watching direct-to-DVD films because these films are way too cheap to be printed on a digital video disc. And I jokingly said that these are more like direct to Tubi films. Yeah. Anti-Coronavirus and House of Quarantine are both available to watch right now on Tubi TV.
0: Oh, you found House of Quarantine.
1: It, 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 according to my uh, Bing search, It is available on Tubi TV, but I haven't gone to Tubi to check myself because why would I check for a Mitesh Patel film? Yeah. Because that would require effort. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it's supposed to be there. So once again, my psychic powers have manifested themselves. I'm not saying that I'm psychic. I'm just saying that I have more proof that I'm psychic than actual people who claim to be psychic. Yes. I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm just saying there's a lot of fake-ass psychics out there, and I have more proof than they do. The day that I was robbed at gunpoint at the bookstore, before I clocked in, I posted on Facebook, and it is there as proof that I said, I feel nervous, like something bad will happen today. Then I got robbed. That is more direct proof of psychic powers than famous fucking psychics that you will see out there. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I'm not saying I'm
1: psychic. I'm just saying there's more proof out there. So here's the thing about filming your movies in Tucson, Arizona. Mitesh Patel is cranking out cheap movies using whatever actors he can find in, in Arizona and whatever actors he can find that he can pay the least. And he's basically shaping up... I, I He made a third film that came out this year, but it's... Uh, it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It's about this homeless guy, and he finds this car, and every day there's something that magically appears in the car, something that he needs. It's like this weird magic movie about a homeless guy, and that's upsetting because I was hoping he'd just crank out more films about the coronavirus. He, could, he has a chance of becoming the, the Roger Foreman of the corona. corona. Yes. You know? Yes. Just keep cranking them out, dude. But yeah, Tucson. Tucson being Tucson. Tucson is basically the Reno of Arizona, the redheaded stepchild of Arizona, the Fresno or Modesto or Temecula of of Phoenix's Tucson. Uh of so Phoenix is L.A. Yeah. let to prank that one. Prank that nice. Yeah. nice. Nice soldier boy reference. Thank you. Uh, Tucson will gladly give Patel press, so he was in the local newspaper, he was in News Channel 9 coronavirus movie filmed in Tucson, like it's big news that a cheap, bad movie was made. So he can get if he's making films in, in like a Arizona with like a small time people, he can get the sort of glowing press that Neil Green will never get from his base of operations of Nevada you see what i'm saying That's yeah. one positive to doing the movie in and around uh, tucson the film was quickly made during lockdown and rushed to capitalize on the deadly pandemic which gross but also it's not enough just to make a <coughs> to, to it's not enough just to make a movie this is lit badly this is framed badly very Tucson acting. This movie has like twenty minutes of plot, like yeah. this much plot, and that's it. Stretched out over an hour twenty something. Honey, why don't you hit? The- I I, I would
0: I would be I, I I would argue that you're being generous.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I, I, I think the, I I think uh catch here has has mastered filming the outline. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you want me to try to synopsis this?
1: Yes, I They're want you to... It's still sitting on the bench.
0: It's still I sitting on the you, fucking bench.
1: I want you to explain the plot of this week's movie for those people out there who have not seen the film. I know this will be difficult for you because this movie is so complicated. So many twists and turns. Move over, Tenet. Yeah. You know, I this is basically like Christopher Nolan on steroids. This film is, has such a complicated plot. So why don't you, if you can, uh-huh. explain the plot of anti-coronavirus. Uh,
0: a couple comes home from a vacation, and the husband gets coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that was about it. And then there was a lot of gabbing, uh, you know, inco- inconsequential talk, scene uh, teen- scene chewing, crying in emotional scenes.
1: Inconsequential uh, talk, oh cocky poo You cocky know, food. all all
0: about all about this guy having coronavirus.
1: Well, uh, I was really rooting for. The coronavirus during this film. First off, the great the great grandpa is a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, although I did like his use of the word cocky poo. Uh, so the a hole husband spends the first half hour or so spouting angry far right bullshit. Um, but yeah, between the the husband and the and the. His dad, the great grandfather. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know the movie's called Anti Coronavirus, but like, go Corona. I got pretty excited when the grandfather died. Because <laughs> he was a piece of shit. And also, you shouldn't feed Eleanor. Hey, how about after this, after I'm done with the podcast, how about we go feed pizza to ducks? Do you think that's a good idea? don't think it's a good idea. So does that mean you think it's a great idea? Tell everyone right now, should you feed pizza to ducks? Uh-huh. S- now! Say, let say, I should not feed pizza to ducks. Okay, why not though, Eleanor?
2: It's because we don't even know where ducks are.
3: Okay, well, that's not a
1: good good reason. Say I've got, like, 20 ducks and, like, two hot ready pizzas. Do you think that we should feed those ducks? No! Why not?
0: So if we hire a a, a private investigator to track down and find the ducks, would we then be able to feed them pizza?
1: I don't know. I do not know.
0: Because we seem to have gotten over the objection of we don't know where they are.
1: Also, Bunny, I'm not sure if you noticed, but uh, director Mitesh Patel appears in the movie as Dr. Patel. Wow, so Hitchcockian! Yes. Oh! Yes. Man, when I think think of Hitchcock, right next to Hitchcock is Mitesh Patel.
3: Oh, God, yes.
1: Just the two of them together. Then the husband gets the coronavirus, good, but so much of the rest of the movie is just like a bad impression of a melodrama, you know? Yeah. A lot of fake, the worst fake crying I've ever seen in a movie. Then Grandpa dies and there's a funeral, and that's the best part of the movie because... Phoenix has had a priest shortage ever since Bishop Thomas O'Brien was exposed as having covered up child sexual abuse cases for decades, so they couldn't get an actual priest. So in the film Anti-Coronavirus, they got Phoenix's own Alice Cooper. And so in Grandpa's funeral, he just sang, Feed My Frankenstein. Yes. From his 19th solo album, Hey Stupid, which was released in 1992 and hit number 47 in the U.S. Billboard Well, I, I did some research. <laughs> He's from Arizona. And it's really weird because it's like, I know Alice Cooper is a legendary badass, but also there he is at a country club taking part in a celebrity golf tournament. Yes. And oh, look. Uh, there he is in... a. In a uh, khaki shorts, going to the local Aldi's to buy some organic seedless grapes. Yes. So he's really he, Alice Cooper is really big in Phoenix. He's like a he, he's huge over there.
0: Yeah, I, also, he's he's such a just weird contradiction. I cannot understand.
1: I just love the fact that Alice Cooper had his own line of mascara for men. Really? Like, fucking, yeah. It's like, goddamn Alice Cooper. You have my eternal respect and admiration for that. (laughs) And I do not like Tim Burton's Dark Shadows. Oh, no. But my favorite part is when Alice Cooper is singing his song, which which is actually a fucking great song. And, uh, what's his name, uh, I believe his name is Dark Steen. He's the head vampire. He's watching Alice Cooper's concert and says, like, that is the ugliest woman I've ever seen. That's the only part that I, that I think I smiled in the entire film.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That movie. Uh, I, I spent most of my time being vaguely offended. Because, like, the Dark Shadows movie was, like, what are you doing? You're, you're, like, really going out of your way to offend anybody who had, had any shot of liking this movie. Yeah. You know, like, you're, you're, like, really kind of taking pot shots at Dark Shadows fans and what Dark Shadows was. Uh, and, like, that's a weird perspective to be taking it from.
1: Yeah. To, to, uh, to quote Bullet Tooth Tony, Tim Burton was taking the piss. Tim Burton was just taking the piss. That's
2: what he was doing. But for who?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's, it's not like there were armies of Dark Shadows haters. That would line up for tickets?
1: Like, it's definitely not for Dark there Shadows. Were, there fans. were
0: two types of people. People who loved Dark Shadows and people who got on with the rest of their fucking lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, fun fact about COVID. When you get the coronavirus, all you do is cough and cry, and that's it. Period. Yeah. All you do. The only, when you get corona, there's only two symptoms coughing and crying while being surrounded by shower curtains. Yes. Period. That is,
0: with no medical equipment, which is like, okay, fine. Work that into your script. Let's talk about mask shortages. Let's talk about ventilation shortages for why there's no medical equipment in this hospital room for this man of dying of COVID. Yeah. But yeah. no, let's just leave it as an empty room and...
1: That was that was the most Woody and... That was the most Ed Wood part of the entire movie. Is that we got the 10-minute warning. ...surrounded by shower curtains and no medical equipment, and he has the coronavirus. I imagine the guy who was starring in it going, uh, Mr. Patel... Where is the hospital set? You're standing in it, and then you're surrounded with shower curtains. <laughs> yeah, and then and then so the husband is in closed quarantine in a bunch of shower curtains, and the doctors come in to see him, and they're in hazmat suits and face masks and all of this stuff, and then they check him, and then they leave. They go past a flimsy shower curtain. And then they take off their entire hazmat suit and face mask because, as we all know now in 2022, the coronavirus is powerless around shower curtains. Yes. We all know that now.
0: Yes, we do.
1: Another thing about the coronavirus that I've learned from eating in public spaces in 2020, and 2021, and 2022 is that the coronavirus is like, "I'm gonna get you." They're like, no, you're not. We're going to go into this restaurant. Uh Aha, this restaurant won't stop me. I'm going to get you. And then uh, you take off your mask to eat. And then the coronavirus goes, I'm going to get you. Damn it, they're eating. I can't get them while they're eating food. Shoot.
2: Darn it. (laughs) It's
1: another thing that we all know. The thing that gets me is, okay, so this dumb, well-off white family, probably from Tucson, they become patient zero. They travel all across Europe during a deadly worldwide respiratory virus, these asshats, brought the coronavirus to the nation. They are patient zero. The only reason that all of America has COVID, the reason why a million Americans have died is because these fucks decided to go on a freaking cruise or whatever. Yes. We're supposed to be bad feel bad for them? No. Fuck those guys. If anything, the angry lady in the church had the right freaking idea. Shame! It should be like Game of Thrones. Just follow them around with a big ass
3: belt. Shame! Shame! Yes!
1: Fuck those
2: guys. I don't feel bad. Damn, where's
1: your humanity? Mm-hmm. Nazis ain't got no humanity.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even even the right wing talking points that he was going through were just so vague. Yeah. You know, like still not like really taking a stance
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah
1: i was going to do another uh uh for our next episode but this one was such a slog that i picked up on okay he kept falling asleep and i'd wake him up and say ah if you don't if you keep falling asleep you're gonna have to watch this again you Nelson and to me, Bruce Gunter. Yeah. You have never, never given up on anything, and I'm not about to start now. That <laughs> and cockatoo. That's my new phrase. Dad, we got you this watch. Oh, thank you for that. Does it show me how much time I have left? I'm about to fucking die.
0: That was an awesome line. I gotta, I gotta, gotta give it that.
1: Oh, you got me something on your trip? Did you give me more grandchildren? That's what I really want, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, no Christian has ever gotten COVID because prayer cures COVID. Prayer and feeding pizza to ducks. That is the moral of the story, and it's an amazing note. And you know what someone should do? Uh, and I'm being real serious.
0: We're about to we're about to cut out again.
1: Yeah. Five minutes and twenty-five seconds. I see it. Okay. Someone need, needs to airplane this fucking movie.
3: Yeah.
1: Shot for shot, scene for scene, but you add funny ass shit to it. Anti-coronavirus movie should not get rift track, it should get airplane.
2: This okay. Movie
1: be fucking hilarious. And here's another option. Barb and Star returned from vacation. Oh, no.
4: Do you have a cough? Oh, yeah. I got a cough there. I don't know what happened. You know what we should do? Let's go to the mall and just
1: sneeze on everybody. does not that sound like a good idea? Barb and Star get the coronavirus. That's a, I'm trying to go back to the old days where we would Barb and Star and we, would be, we, would be, we would be. The old at a time. Okay, but see, so they, would,
0: they would bring up the lack of taste. They would bring up the lack of smell. They would bring up symptoms that they're having that have nothing to do with coronavirus at all.
1: The funny part of coronavirus is still... Oh, I have this pimple,
0: too. Look at the pimple. Do, you, do you think that was coronavirus?
1: The funny part about coronavirus is going back to Amazon... the Yankee Candle Company and see all of the people who are leaving bad reviews because their Yankee Candle doesn't smell like anything. Starting around February or March of 2020 onward, I have bought Yankee Candles all my life, but I am never buying them again. I just bought this from Amazon, and I don't smell it at all. Also, my throat hurts, and it's April of 2020. (laughs) Why (laughs) do you and of course, uh, the, the most famous scandal, London Fog.
2: London Fog.
1: So that's all I have for this week. Next week's movie. I was gonna do another shitty uh, coronavirus movie, but I thought let's have a little bit of fun with this. Next week we're watching the uh, 2020 or 2021. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We're watching the movie. We'll be watching the film, Corona Zombies. Okay. Uh, If you're not excited yet, let me get you excited. This is a full moon features film. Really? Yes. From the makers of Puppet Master, Gingerbread Man, and Evil Bong. So you know when you see that full moon features logo, it's a mark of quality.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: But to be fair, they also did Dr. Mordred.
3: Yes. Pretty fucking good.
1: But yeah, next week, we're watching Corona Zombie. All right. I'm assuming it's all in the title, but that's what we're watching next week. Corona Zombie. Boom. I'm excited. (laughs) I am super excited.
0: I am excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So that's next week. Not next week, next episode. But now that I look back at this episode, the highs and the lows, uh, Tucson, Arizona, Sierra Vista Fort, Huachuca, Genie, Uh, Cheesecake Factory, Uh, Yakov Smirnoff, I gotta say, this has been a pretty good episode. A pretty darn good episode.
0: This has been a damn good episode.
1: I 100% agree. I was going to say that. I was absolutely going to say that, but I didn't want to step on your toes. But, yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir.
2: Oh, oh! I have a line here, don't I?
1: You do.
0: So until yeah. next week, I am Bunny Williams.
1: And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of uh, Natasha Amber Mao. Eleanor and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will we'll see, you see you next weeks. week. You godless heathens! We have less than a minute until so
2: Zoom kicks off. And the douche, and your
1: douche shots. And you don't read up, cool, Prince. <grammar> nice. Do 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 do. I forgot my part. Do 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 do. Boo 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 do do do. Papa,
0: doo wow Cut and print. Cut and
2: print.